female folk singer is dead after she was attacked by a pair of coyotes. What is the monkey doing? Tell me what's going on. He ripped her face off! We actually have a trainer in the water with one of our whales. If I show weakness, if I retreat, I may be hurt, I may be killed. Baby Azaria Chamberlain was taken by a dingo back in 1980. Hola, mis amigos. Welcome back to Man It Is, the only true crime podcast on the internet where all the killers are real animals, whether it's scratchings, bitings, maulings, or clawings. We're here to talk about it, and we are here with the first new episode of the show in, like, over, like, five weeks, six weeks, maybe. It's been a hot fucking minute. I've missed you. Did you miss me? I know you didn't. You didn't even know I was gone, did you? Uh, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. It's good to be back. Um, I did, didn't intend to have a massive break in the show. Um, it, it just sort of happened that way. Um, yeah, we released our like most recent episode like in April or March even, I think. Uh, it's now you know nearing the end of May. Um, so what happened? Where, why did I give up on my podcast so quickly. Um, yeah, we had a we had a good weekly thing going for about 10 weeks, and then, um, yeah, I had a theatre show come up, um, which took up way more time than I was hoping it would. I actually had two theatre shows back-to-back, one of which I was producing, and one of which I was producing and acting in, and doing all that good stuff, and thank you to everyone who came to those shows and said lovely words. Um, it was a great time, but I have missed... Um, you know, the recording of this show. I've missed the animals. I've missed you. I've missed you so goddamn much. I miss your smell. Mm. I missed your nipples. And most importantly, I missed your smile. Uh, we are back today with a, well, let's just, well, this is a relaxed fit episode. I don't even know what we're going to call this. Um, this is like a big old scratch of the day episode where I'm just going to, uh, look at the news because quite a lot's happened since I've been away. A lot has been going on. We're going to read some news articles, uh, five or six of them if we have time. And we're going to, uh, talk about all the people who've been <laughs> attacked by animals since I've been away. Um, but firstly, I just want to say really quickly, thank you to, um, Everyone who sent um, messages to me while while the show has been on hiatus, it was a really nice surprise. Um, lots of lots of people, uh, you know, popped in and, and sent an email or sent a DM on Instagram saying some really nice things. I had a uh, I can't remember names right now. I'm very sorry, but I had a lovely uh, person email me with a book suggestion uh, for a Killer Cryptids episode, which was like really lovely. Uh, that's the that's the coolest thing ever. Um, and I was bragging to my friends that someone <laughs> a listener of the show sent me. A, I, I hesitate to call it a fan email, but uh, let's call it that, a fan email, which was very, very sweet. And a couple other people sent me some messages on Instagram saying that they love the show and they miss it and when's it coming back? And the answer's now, baby. I hope I hope it was worth the wait. Um, yeah, so just massive thank you to those people. Someone joined the Patreon um, for a day and then left the Patreon. Um, I, <laughs> maybe they thought they were signing up for someone else's thing. Um, that was nice. <laughs> that was nice for a day. <laughs> but yeah, no, thank you to everyone for, for the, the the kind words and uh yeah no i've been i've been counting down the days until i had some free time to record um a, a new episode so yeah like i said we're gonna do sort of a relaxed fit casual episode and we'll be back next week with a, with a more um you know a classic man eaters researched episode so let's just jump right into it let's have a look here i'm gonna put my glasses on because i'm an old bitch and uh let's have a look at some news articles so yes the first article uh, it's a man dies after being trampled by a wild elephant. 
So we're starting off big. Elephant tramplings. Uh, this is from Newsweek. Robin Wright, sorry, Robin White, uh, wrote this article um, three days ago. So like uh, like always, guys, I don't read these articles ahead of time. We read them live on air, and we will uh, we'll experience this together for the first time. How's that sound? So. A man has died after he was trampled and attacked by a wild elephant in India. The 23-year-old, identified as research scholar Vishal Shrimal, Vish, Vishal Shrimal, uh, has been wa- uh, had sorry had been walking on the campus of the Salim Ali Center for Orthology and Natural History near Kolombador uh, on May 16th when the lone elephant attacked. The Hindu reported. The Hindu is a news uh, organization, not. Just a guy that they call the Hindu. He sounds like a Marvel character, right? The Hindu. He reads minds and has multiple arms. Uh, anyway, uh, Shrimal suffered serious injuries to his right leg and chest. He was taken immediately to a hospital, but was later transferred to a private facility where he stayed in critical condition for a day. He died on May 17th at around 4.30 a.m. after treatment failed to work. The research institute is located in the Analkati South Reserve Forest, which is home to an abundance of wildlife. Shrimal had been studying for an MSc in wildlife science at the University of Kota uh, Rajasthan. Rajasthan. He'd been at the research institute while working on his dissertation. Elephants are usually gentle creatures, but they can become extremely dangerous if they come in contact with humans. Some elephants can weigh up to 8,000 pounds, and their trunks can have around 40,000 muscles in them. Human and elephant conflict has been on the rise in India for years, and it's becoming an increasing problem. Experts believe it is mainly a result of habitat loss, which has occurred due to expanding human development projects. As this happens, elephant habitats become less uh, large, well, (laughs) less large, I don't know why I said less large. The article says small. They become smaller, (laughs) which forces humans and wildlife together more frequently. Fragmented habitats can also cause crop raiding instances where elephants stray into farmlands in search of food and water, ruining crops as they do. Little sidebar, I remember uh, a story I heard on the radio when I was like really little, about eight years old. Um, So this would be like nearly 15 years ago, I guess. Um, Yeah, almost exactly. Um, and it was about an elephant in, I think it was either an Indian village or, or an African village. Um, the, the elephant basically, you know, did this thing, it, it uh, did a crop raid where it went into the, the crops and ate the crops, but it accidentally ate a bunch of fermented fruit or fermented grapes. Uh, and the elephant essentially got drunk and fucking killed a bunch of dudes. Um, so yeah, you know, I mean, this elephant was, was sober. Uh, I believe he was at, on Alcoholics Anonymous, actually. Yeah, the Elephants AA. Uh, it's it's a really important project that I donate money to, and you should too. Elephants AA. Uh, they say elephants uh, never forget anything. That's not true if they get sloshed all the time, by the way, guys. Anyway, um, <laughs> weird sidebar. Um, villages will often retaliate in response to their behavior, which in turn can anger the animals. Um, this has not been the only elephant incident to occur recently. So this is calling back to another uh, Scratch of the Day um, story, which we covered earlier in the year, in February, I think. Yeah, in February, there was a 20-year-old woman who was identified by local media at the time as Ranjita. Uh, she was on her way to work in the village of Kabada, Ka- Kad- Kadaba in India. I, 
just remember, guys, I know it's been a while, but I'm or I'm still terrible at Indian names. Um, the elef- an elephant approached and attacked her. Um, hearing her screams, a nearby man, a 55-year-old, rushed to help her, but after doing so, he was also attacked by the elephant. The woman died at the scene, sorry, the man died at the scene, or the woman was rushed to a hospital. She died on her way there. So we talked about that. Um, I think we also covered this story that happened in January. An elephant terrorized villages and allegedly trampled a man to death and was then captured by the authorities. At the time, this elephant had been responsible for 176 crop raiding incidents and had damaged a property 13 times. Um, yeah, we've covered lots of stories of, of elephants um, before on the show. In the Scratch Today and for the, you know, the maid segment of the show, uh, we actually don't think, I don't think we've covered an elephant... Um, oh, no, we have. There was a story uh, a while ago of this elephant that, that uh, killed a woman, right? And then the... They, the elephant showed up at the woman's funeral and fucking caused a muck. I think that elephant was just a bit of a dickhead, to be completely frank. Um, but yeah, the elephants are uh, kind of almost mythologized animals to to a lot of people. Um, we we talked about in um, in this the, the 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 Yellowstone episode how Americans like to mythologize the bison and they don't treat it like it's a real dangerous animal. It's kind of like a spiritual connection that people think they have. And I think people have the same thing with elephants. They have this um, you know pretense that elephants are gentle creatures, which like you know I guess sometimes they are, but they're also the largest land animals on earth like the african elephant is the largest land animal on earth and i'm pretty sure the asian elephant is the second largest um it may be smaller than a hippo i guess depending on the subspecies but they're they're massive creatures i mean you know when you go to the zoo and you see them i I don't know if it's the same for you as it is for me i forget sometimes how big these things are like you know internally i know i obviously know i recognize an elephant is a big animal, but then you see one in real life, and you, it just, it, you know, it clicks, you're like, damn it, they're very, very fucking big, they're bigger than they should be, and that's my, that's my uh, beef of the week, everyone, which we've skipped again, the beef of the week is that elephants are too big, god damn it, okay, let's move on, another story, this one uh, in my home turf, back in my country, um, a, a dingo, actually, this made, this made news all over Australia, um, and I think, you know, in, in a lot of places in the world, a dingo actually attacked a girl, um, on Kingari Island, which is also known as Fraser Island, Fraser Island is where a lot of these dingo attacks happen, famously, um, Azaria Chamberlain was taken and killed by a dingo, um, near Uluru, uh, otherwise known as Ayers Rock, or, incorrectly known as Ayers Rock. Ayers Rock is kind of like the dead name, I think, of, of Uluru. Um, we don't call it that anymore. It's Uluru. Um, but yeah, that's where she was taken and killed by a dingo. But there have been other attacks. Attacks from dingoes are rare. But when they do happen, Fraser Island is a place where they happen a lot. Um, so I'm going to read through this article here from ABC News. A uh, fantastic news organization. Um, the headline reads, Dingo attacks young girls swimming on Kagari slash Fraser Island. Um, so, a primary school-aged girl, that's middle school for you Americans, uh, has been flown to a hospital after a dingo attacked her while she swam at a Queensland, uh, sorry, at Queensland's Fraser Island. The girl was swimming in shallow water on the eastern side of the popular destination on Monday when the dingo grabbed her, attempting to hold her underwater. Nearby family members were able to free the girl from the animal, however, she suffered bites to her head and fingers. 
a uh, life rescue helicopter arrived at about 5 p.m. to help her. The girl was treated by paramedics and a critical care doctor before she was flown to Hervey Bay Hospital in a stable condition. Uh, now, this uh, similar story happened last year. I think we talked about it a little bit. Late last year, a five-year-old boy was flown to hospital after being jumped on by a dingo that bit his arm, head, buttocks, while playing on a beach on Fraser Island. So yeah, Fraser Island, well, there's another guy that was killed or died on Fraser Island, and um, and it was kind of like never proven that it was a dingo, but we might have to like look into that because that was an interesting um, uh, animal attack, potential animal attack that happened as well. Uh, I, we've said it, you know, a few times. Dingoes rarely attack uh, humans, um, but they do happen. I, I, I saw something uh, on TikTok the other day. Someone mentioned that the dingo is the largest, you know, predator, land predator in Australia, and a lot of people were surprised by that. Um, it's not a lot. It's it's the size of a medium-sized dog, right? Um, but also dingoes. I learned this as well. Dingoes are not, you know, typical. Like they're not like other dogs. They can't bark. I, I didn't know that. They communicate with like howls and kind of like grunts. But um, yeah, dingoes can't bark like other dogs can. So little little bit of factoid for you. Um, dingoes are really cute, by the way. I've I've patted dingo. They're um, you understand why kids get bit by these things because they are they they're very cute puppy, especially the young ones, puppies. Um, at the Australian Reptile Park when I was young, which is about an hour from where I live, um, near Gosford. It's a great place, by the way. If you live in Australia and you haven't been to the Australian Reptile Park uh, in New South Wales, fantastic. You should go. They had um, dingoes there when I was when I was young. And I, I don't know if this is true, but I feel like I remember it. They... Like, the dingoes kind of just wandered around. Maybe it was, like, in a pen that you could walk through and, and pat the dingoes. But, yeah, I feel like there was... I could be completely misremembering that. Maybe I'm thinking of, like, the... I don't know, the Tasmanian Devil. No, they wouldn't do that with Tasmanian Devils. I don't know. Maybe I'm just completely misremembering that. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, anyway, this young girl, uh, the update was that she was fine. This happened um, in April, by the way. This is the 4th of April, so a while ago. Um, I believe she did recover fine. But, yeah... I guess one of the things you're not expecting to be attacked by in the ocean um, in Australia is a, is a goddamn dog, but uh, it, it did happen, yeah, so there you go, thankfully the, the, the girl's okay, this did make news all over Australia, I do remember that, so it kind of just goes to show how infrequent this would happen for it to be, you know, national news, um, so, you know, dingoes, large animals that attack people, other large animals that attack people are crocodiles, I'm going to talk about a crocodile attack, although I don't think... Um, that, well, actually, no, it did. It did. This is in uh, Darwin. So not Queensland, um, in the Northern Territory. So just west of, of Queensland, if you know your Australian geography. Uh, a woman was mauled in a crocodile attack at a wildlife park. Um, so this is interesting. Um, a woman in Australia, so this is not an Australian article, obviously. A woman in Australia was attacked and mauled by a 16-foot saltwater crocodile while she was at work. The 34-year-old worker at Crocosaurus Cove in Darwin, a tourist attraction specializing in close-up encounters with reptiles, has been leaning into the sorry, had been leaning into the enclosure of the resident croc Leo to place a plant inside when he attacked her arm. Northern, Northern Territory News reports. A life-threatening emergency alarm was set off by a worker nearby, and the injured employee was treated with a tourniquet and immediately taken to hospital. 
Saltwater crocodiles are notorious for being territorial. They do not usually hunt humans, but they will attack if they feel their territory is threatened. The crocs are known for being more aggressive than their freshwater cousins. Uh, that's true. We, we've mentioned that many times. Uh, the, so the, you know, the freshwater crocodile, while not something I would recommend uh, going for a swim with, uh, far less aggressive, less territorial. They'll swim away. They're kind of scared of people. Saltwater crocodiles are like one of those animals that... Um, they're not scared of us at all. Like, they, they, they have no hesitation in attacking people uh, in Queensland or the Northern Territory or even, like, in Southeast Asia, like in Papua New Guinea, where these animals live as well. And I know that they're very closely related to the Nile crocodile in, in Africa, um, which attacks people all the time as well. If you can hear the bell ringing, by the way, that's my cat having a little bit of a scratch, having a little bit of a lick of a twat uh, while I'm doing the show, which is very disrespectful. I have nowhere in my house I can go without cats licking vagina. <sighs> but that's just the life I've signed up for, I guess. Anyway, um, the woman's current status is not known. Uh, the incident was confirmed by a Northern Territory WorkSafe, a state government office, uh, which said it's investigating the incident. Leo was captured, this is a bit of information about that crocodile, Leo was captured in the mid-1980s at the Phineas River Station south of Darwin, Crocosaurus Cove says on his website. The crocodile was known for attacking cattle in the area, which displeased the station's owners at the time. A huge crocodile, the huge crocodile, was eventually taken to Darwin Crocodile Farm, but he continues to cause havoc. He regularly tried to escape from the farm, and he liked to fight with the other males. He was also known for chasing the handlers who worked at the farm. This crocodile's kind of got that dog in him. Only the most experienced handlers would ever dare enter his enclosure, the website said. Not only is Leo long, but he weighs 1,653 pounds. Saltwater crocodiles have a record... Sorry. Saltwater crocodiles have a recorded live bite of uh, 37,000 pounds. Oh my god. 3,700 pounds. Jesus. uh, Per square inch, which is the most powerful bite of any animal on the planet. For this reason... They can cause serious injuries. However, attacks remain rare. In 2017, government data estimated there were roughly one attacks every year for the 33-year period starting from 1985. In the wild, certain crocodiles can appear more aggressive than others. This is usually uh, when they become food conditioned, meaning they get used to food being fed to them by humans and lose their natural fear of people. Yeah, if you ever go into... Queensland or the Northern Territory, which is like the range where these animals live, um, and you go near any body of water, um, it's in, it's really important that you can see the bottom of the water, like the bottom of the lagoon or the creek or wherever you are, before you even think of getting in. Most most bodies of water in that area will say whether or not saltwater crocodiles have lived near there or, would, or do live near there. Um, uh, yeah, but like even if there's no signage, it's really important that you can see the bottom because these animals, like they're camouflage skills are incredible and they can see you before you see them by like by a mile so yeah there's, there's a lot of um <laughs> stories of people walking up to the edge of um you know creeks thinking about getting in and then someone who's more in the know will throw a rock or a branch in and the croc will just like snap um so yeah you don't want to mess with the crocodiles as bob Catter would say uh gay people are great but every day and a half a queenslander is ripped to shreds by a crocodile Remember that guy? <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, just just Google Bobcat a crocodile, look it up on YouTube, and treat yourself, man. Uh, it's the best clip. It is the best clip on the internet. You are going to love it. It's just, uh, it's it's bipolar personified. It really, really is. Okay, um, 
Let's move on. Actually, you know what? Let's take a little break. What time? How much? How long have we been going for? Oh, like 20 minutes. We don't need a break. Power through. Come on. Um, this is a kind of creepy story. The headline reads, half of missing fisherman's body found after being eaten by sharks. Um, there is like a bit of a video, but I'm not going to watch it because I don't need to have my day ruined. Um, here we go. The body of a missing fisherman has been found after a two-day search, but by the time the authorities tracked him down, he'd been partially devoured by sharks. The victim was last seen on the 10th of May fishing in the waters off Lubang in the Philippines, according to GMA News Online. When the authorities first saw his body, they thought it was a bird floating on the water. It was only after they got closer that they saw it was a human corpse. When they reached the corpse, the head was still there, but there were so many tiger sharks around that they were eating the body. That's a quote. Members of the Municipal Disaster Risk Reduction and Management Office. That's a bad name. Municipal Disaster Risk Reduction and Management Office. The Bureau of Fire Protection and the Philippine Coast Guard were on the scene and a maritime police officer shot one of the sharks. Wow. However, they were still only able to recover half of the victim's body and return it to his family. Tiger sharks are found throughout the world's tropical and temperate waters, with the exception of the Mediterranean Sea. They thrive in the open ocean and in shallow coastal waters and will eat almost anything, according to the Florida Museum Shark File. Yeah, tiger sharks we've talked a little bit about. I don't think we've ever had a a full conversation about them. They're one of the big four um, sharks that I think attack people. Obviously, the great white is the you know, the A-list celebrity of the game. And you've got the bull shark, which is kind of like a, you know, just a little bit under the, the, the great white. It's kind of got a super, special superpower because it can um, survive in fresh water and often you can find it in rivers. Uh, it actually has been spotted in a lake, which I'm very uh, scared of because <laughs> the lake is very close to my house. Um, and then, then uh, you've got the tiger shark, which of course is probably like the second scariest, I would say, because the, the stripes on his back, where it gets its name from, they're quite intimidating. And then you've got the oceanic white tip shark, which uh, is like the classic shark shark, which is the one that ate all those people when the USS Indianapolis sunk. So there you go. There's some uh, shark trivia, boys. Um, tiger sharks. I already read that part. <laughs> okay. Um, tiger sharks are named after the distinctive tiger-like stripes that run across the length of their bodies and are one of the largest living shark species on earth growing up to 18 feet long and weighing up to 2,000 pounds although they are usually curious and unaggressive when counted tiger sharks are still implicated in more unprovoked attacks than any other species apart from the great white shark of these 27 percent have been fatal a higher percentage than any other species that's some interesting stats wow it's unclear whether the man was already dead by the time the sharks got to him. A segment of the GMA news report was shared to social media, receiving tens of thousands of views on YouTube. There are a lot of sharks there, said one user. <laughs> How is this? Sorry. Why is that in this article? Who gives a shit? One guy comments, there are a lot of sharks there. And it made the news. It's on- oh, God damn it. <laughs> That's so stupid. That is the dumbest fucking shit. Okay. Uh, another comment with a little bit more depth. His death is very painful, especially because of those he loved so much. Condolences to his family, said another comment. Uh, shark attacks are extremely rare. Yeah, every news article seems to want to say that, and it's true, but it's a bit of a cliche to keep saying it. But should you ever find yourself swimming with sharks, there are a few safety measures you can take. The Florida Museum recommends always swimming with a buddy and staying close to the shore. Avoid swimming at dawn or dusk and do not swim around schools of fish where people are fishing. 
there you go. If you see a shark, maintain eye contact and move away slowly and avoid excessive splashing. That's also how you avoid being attacked by a pedophile when you go to Wet and Wild. There you go. Interesting. Interesting. I'm looking at the comments on... Why? Why? This is great. A guy named Radical Centrist in the comments section of this website says, talk about having a bad day. <laughs> liked i just like that comment the other person says why show pictures if you're just gonna blur them which is like a dumb stupid comment two dislikes three dislikes now bitch why does this news <laughs> newsweek uh website have comments a comment section anyway uh who knows <laughs> oh man it sounds to me like he was probably dead before the sharks attacked like I don't, there's got to be a way, like, forensic science is really good at, like, you know, human crime scenes, they can tell, like, um, when someone's been killed, and when, like, a, when, you know, when trauma has happened after death, they're really good at that, like, I, um, I've been listening to another podcast about the Yorkshire Ripper, and, like, they were talking about how, this is a complete, uh, non sequitur, this does not matter in terms of the story about the shark, but it's interesting, um, there was a serial killer called the Yorkshire Ripper who killed a bunch of women, and they were able to determine that he had come back and stabbed the woman again after she was dead, um, and here's how they figured that out, right, the, um, in the wound, that, uh, and this is really gross, by the way, this is, you might want to skip forward a minute if you're really grossed out by stuff, in the woman's wound, there were, like, maggots, like, like, maggot eggs, fly eggs or whatever, um, in the wound, and they had been, like, traumatized and punctured with the knife, which means that the wound was already there, uh, maggots had laid eggs in the wound, and then he's come through and stabbed the wound again with a knife, because that's how they, they all got, like, smooshed up and broken, so that's, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I'm sure they could figure out whether or not he was dead before or after, um, I, I guess the reporter here just didn't, couldn't be bothered finding it out maybe i'm i'm not sure it's um look it's not a great uh way to go for sure either you know drowning or being eaten by a shark i guess i would rather just drown but then again i guess like you know maybe being eaten by a shark you know you get a big bite taken out of you you go into shock and you die maybe that's you know better like a lot of people have said that drowning is like either one of the best ways to die or one of the worst ways to die and i just I cannot see how it's possibly one of the best. Like the terror of breathing in water. That ugh, I can't even. Ugh, I can't even put my face in the shower. That's how much I don't want to drown. Oh god. Okay. Oh good. And we have another aquatic-based um, uh, story. This is an interesting one though because we've talked about piranhas before and how they don't really attack people. This article, if it's correct, uh, you know, could be um, uh, could be going against that. Uh, held wisdom however this website is called boingboingnet.net so i don't know how you know how good their claims are going to be uh but let's read this anyway so the the headline is piranhas attack tourists at brazilian resort let's see how this goes a school of piranhas swarm tourists wading into a stream at a taramu aku brazil on may the 1st oh 19 days ago injuring at least eight people with bloody bites on their legs and feet Experts believe the attack may have been the result of the fish becoming acclimated to being fed by visitors who often throw food into the river, and it is as it is very unusual behavior. Well, there you go. If a piranha mistook a foot for food and bit it with its razor-sharp teeth, it could have drawn blood, which could have sparked a feeding frenzy. 
Um, there is a quote here. I'll read this. this. is all in italics. Piranhas do not exhibit unprovoked attacks on humans. Steve Husky, a professor of biology at Western Kentucky University, told Live Science in an email. The situation described is one of piranhas becoming acclimated to free food, and those bites were just another example of mistaken identity, just like shark attacks. But this behavior only occurs in exceptional circumstances, such as when a high number of fish are trapped in a small pool or starve for a long time. These fish swim in schools and normally do not attack large animals. Ichthyologist and professor at the National Museum of Federal of the Federal University of Rio de Janeiro in Brazil, Paulo Andreas Backup said, Wow, that's a long sentence. Um, we're back to the article now. When I was a kid, I don't know who sure I don't is this from like Sorry, I'm trying to figure out, this is a very weirdly written article. Now it's in the first person, and I don't know whose perspective this is. I'm going to just assume it's the author. Okay, when I was a kid, I was led to believe that piranhas were the most dangerous animals in the world, able to devour a cow in seconds. And if you were to find yourself in the water with a school of piranhas, it meant a certain quick and gruesome death, just like what happened in those James Bond movies. That's the end of the article. Fuck's sake. (laughs) Who wrote this? That is such a weird article. Oh, okay. Boingboing.net. F- some free fucking publicity for you. They have a they have a merch store, it looks like. Oh, what is this? This isn't even an I'm not even sure if this is the news website. It looks like it is. I don't I don't know. I'm not gonna bother talking about it much more. Um it kind of just confirms what I was saying before about how like uh yeah, piranhas don't usually attack people. That's that's true. Um when we talked about the sinking of that uh that a uh, vessel in the Amazon rainforest. I think it was called the so- the Sorbral Santos or the Santos Sorbral. Um, and like a bunch of people were killed or like, you know, died from something attacking them in the water. Piranhas were one of the animals that was suggested, but it's like super unlikely that they had anything to do with it. Um, you know, like I've seen videos on TikTok of people with piranhas like at home in tanks. They just stick their hands in. Piranhas, are, they don't want anything to do with us, you know? Um, and to be honest, I can't blame them. I'm an introvert, and I don't want anything to do with any of you either. Okay, let us get to our final story of the day. Uh, now, I think I did see this video online. The video, the article is called, Video Shows Volunteer Cop Collapse While Being Stung Relentlessly by Bees. Um, I think... No, this is a different video. I did see a video on TikTok of a bunch of people on a bridge. It looked like in South Asia, and um, a, a swarm of bees basically came through and got wrecked like wrecked them the guy had the right idea he said just don't swat them just stand still just relax it's fine they're not gonna start attacking until they sense like danger his girlfriend and i don't blame her because it's hard to (laughs) the bees were landing on her she freaked out she starts swatting at the bees so the bees start attacking her and him and the rest of the group that were there um yeah he got absolutely fucked up bees creep me out especially when they're in a swarm and we get swarms of bees a lot here in newcastle where i live um which is something people in, like, th- there's a Facebook group where I live, like a Facebook, you know, community page or whatever, and, um, yeah, they they love to talk about the bee swarms here. Um, but, yeah, a- a- anyway, let's read the article. So, a video shows the moment a volunteer police officer collapsed to the ground while he was repeatedly stung by a swarm of bees. On May 15th, a swarm of bees attacked residents living in Encino, Los Angeles. The volunteer with the Los Angeles Police Department had been in the area responding to a call when the bees started surrounding him, Los Angeles news station KABC reported. 
In a video shared to Twitter, the cop can be seen attempting to enter a car as the bees continue to swarm. However, he then abandons the idea as the swarm of bees gets more intense. He can be seen then trying to swat the bees away, and in doing so, he falls to the ground. The bees continue to sting the man before he attempts to stand up. The man remained conscious and was taken to a nearby hospital for his injuries. The bees also attacked another resident who was taken to a local hospital. Wishing him a speedy and full recovery, we thank him for volunteering to protect and serve. All of our LAPD volunteers are valuable, the LAPD said on Twitter, sharing a video of the attack. A professional bee remover named Isaac uh, Kaziri uh, later, attempt, uh, later arrived at the scene to remove the bees. When he arrived, he realized there were hundreds of bees in the area. While working to remove the bees, he found a hive under a roof of a nearby home. I do have a license to kill or save them, whichever it is, and this one, because of the situation and the emergency, I had to spray them and kill them. That's sad. The bees got killed, Kaziri told the news outlet at the time. It is not clear why the bees were displaying this angry behavior. The insects usually only sting when they feel provoked or threatened. Bee venom contains multiple proteins, enzymes, and peptides. Once introduced into the body, it targets the immune system. One bee sting will not usually have a severe effect on the body. Those who are allergic to bee stings can die just from one sting, however. But multiple stings can be life-threatening if enough are sustained. A person can survive about 10 stings per pound of their body weight, according to the USDA. That's an interesting statistic. Most stings an adult, sorry, the most stings an adult should be able to endure is around a thousand. God, imagine being stung a thousand times. Far out. If a person is stung more than a dozen or so times, they will start to feel the effects. A person stung by bees too many times may become nauseous. And I get, I get nauseous just looking at a bee. Other symptoms include diarrhea and vomiting. That's also a symptom of eating the KFC from around my house. Um, yeah, that's that, that's that whole story. Wow, yeah, I um. I do not envy that guy at all. Volunteer police officer, by the way. Can I just ask, is that a thing people do in America? Like a volunteer police? Is is that something you're allowed to have? I get having an intern working in the mailing room at your law firm, but like, why would you have a volunteer? Like a police, I mean, to be completely honest, I don't really know what I'm talking about. I don't, I'm not a smart person. seems like the police over there aren't awesome at their jobs anyway, in general. I don't think you should be having people volunteering to do it. I, y- yuck. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, I guess <laughs> not victim blaming. The guy did not deserve to be stung multiple times um, by the bees, okay? Jesus. Anyway, <laughs> there's our six stories. We talk about an elephant, a dingo, a crocodile, a piranhas, a shark, and some bees. That's a nice variety of stuff there, boys and girls, and my non-binary pals. Um, all right, look, that's going to do it for our, like, scratch of the day bonus episode. We'll, we'll call it that. Um, I just wanted to, you know, sort of chat for a little bit and talk about what's coming up. Um, my life is slowly getting back together after, uh, you know... Two shows and a trip to Melbourne, by the way. I went to Melbourne. Great stuff. Love that city. If you've ever been to Melbourne, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you've never been to Melbourne, hey, go to Melbourne, baby. Um, But yeah, my life is slowly coming back to a schedule, which I can predict. So I'm hoping to be able to start releasing these again once uh, once a week, which would be, yeah, that would be ideal. Truly, I'd love to do that. Um, Some ideas for some episodes that may be coming up. I don't know. Oh, oh, before I talk about that, we need to address the elephant in the room. (laughs) Get it? Because of uh, 
because of the elephant from before. No, the 50th episode, which was the last episode released, was uh, uh, about the uh, Tigers of Chowgar, and that was part one of that story. Um, so what happened was, I released that episode, and then I started doing more research into the rest of that story, and that story is dense as shit. It's wild. So and I hadn't did not have the time to go and, and do all the research and write the scripts for that. So we're going to put a pin in the Tigers of Chowgar series. Um, we'll come back to it, you know, when I've had a little bit more time to process and um, write that story. Um, it's an incredible story. It's a Jim Corbett story, so of course it is. Uh, it does mean, though, that we will have to do a bit of a recap for, for that first part again later on. Uh, but if you've been sitting on the edge of your seat for that, I'm sorry. It's not going to come straight away. Um, you will have to wait a little bit longer. Um, but before that episode does come out, you know, we're thinking of a few other things. Like, uh, there's a story, there's an episode I've always wanted to start doing, which was a, a very true crimey episode about serial killers uh, and those that have pets. Uh, the pets of serial killers. I also want to talk about um, Cecil the lion, which is not a animal that killed anyone, but it was a person who killed an animal. Uh, yeah, and then a few other ideas. Someone said I should do a killer cryptids episode on unicorns, which like that's that's an interesting idea. I really like that. And I did have someone like a year and a half ago suggest that we should do um, the black shuck, which is like a cryptid dog from I think Yorkshire or something like that. Uh, in in the UK, which is also a really interesting proposition. So yeah, there's a, there's a few things that um I'll be working on and putting out. I do kind of have to apologize, I think, for for disappearing without without saying anything. It's hard um doing the show while I have a, a full time job in theater. It's like it's it's tricky, you know. I like I love both everything I do creatively um the theater gig it takes a lot out of me though especially when we are in production weeks which we were for the whole month of uh, April so um yeah I like I apologize for disappearing it's just one of those things I can't really help while this podcast is like a bit of a side hustle it's not my proper job yet I would love it to be um but at the moment it's it's a it's an endeavor that costs money rather than makes money um and so I do need to pay my bills as well with a real job um so that's that's why that's going on if one day maybe I was able to do this show full time uh that would, I mean that's the dream honestly uh, I would be able to commit to a much more uh, frequent release schedule and, and be more consistent but yeah I did kind of make myself a promise at the beginning of the year I would try not to just take massive gaps and breaks um uh, and yeah unfortunately i was just not able to <laughs> to sustain that for more than 10 weeks um but yeah like like i said i'm gonna try and do better i'm gonna try and um post more often uh, this this show is like uh a really great source of pride for me and the fact that there are people who are listening from all over the the, the place all over the um the world the country um the u.s and canada and the uk and india and all these other places i see the statistics people are listening in all these places that i've, n- I've never met and i have no idea how you found the show um but i'm glad you did and i'm glad you're listening um so yeah it's it's an honor to sort of have a, a the tiniest bit of reach um and like i said at the beginning of the episode you know people sending me messages and, and being really nice and sending suggestions for episodes and books i should read that's just so beautiful it's i feel so lucky and privileged to have that um and i don't want you to think that i take that for granted when i you know fuck off without notice for, for weeks at a time so i guess going forward i will at the very least try to let you know when i'm not going to be releasing an episode a week if if that's the case you should also you should go onto our social media like um man it is on instagram probably the best one uh that's that's probably where i would do most of my stuff if i ever for whatever reason i'm not releasing an episode that week due to sickness or uh, scheduling conflict i will post it there and you and you'll know there first um 
yeah, that's probably the best way you can do it. I know that there is a way to sort of do like a, a text post on your RSS feed, but I kind of, I kind of don't like that. I don't really want to do that. So yeah, that, go to the Instagram. That's that's fine too. And Instagram is another really great way to connect with me. I, I'll really quickly just pull it up um, because I want to see if there's any messages I should read on air um, or people I should shout out. Probably there are some people I should shout out. I should shout out Riley and Dawn on the uh, the Patreon who've been there since day one. Who've been absolutely like a life sound. I, I bought a new microphone. I was able to do that. Oh yeah. Uh, a place called I've, uh, a man down packages, man down packages, um, from the UK. They, they sent me a really lovely message about the, the show, um, which was nice. Who else? Adam, a guy named Adam. Yes. Adam last month contacted me on Instagram. Uh, really nice guy. Sounds like, and, um, Sean, as well, Sean, from the UK, it looks like, oh, Sean, um, reached out and actually sent me a, uh, uh, suggestion of a story, which was about, oh, I've already done this story on the show, uh, this is an older message, but yeah, some really lovely people sending me some really nice things, uh, so I appreciate it, so please, yeah, if you ever want to reach out, do it, I try to reply whenever I can, uh, as long as you're not creepy, some people are kind of creepy, and I'm like, eh, okay, like, do you want to fuck me? Is that what's going on? I don't want to fuck you. I'm sorry. I really don't. I mean, I say I do on air to be funny, but like, I really, I don't, I have a girlfriend. I want to fuck anyone. Not even her. No, I'm joking. <laughs> God, that's, I'm going to get in trouble for that one. Okay, guys, that is going to do it for this episode. As always, follow me on all the social media bullshit. The Patreon's there if you think you'd like to support me financially. <laughs> Give me money, please. I'm so hungry. Uh, that is going to do it. Have a fantastic week, guys. I will hopefully see you in a new episode next week. Uh, and I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. And above all else, please, for the love of Vishnu, stay safe. Because as we've learned, it's a jungle out there.